0: Is everybody doing okay today? Yeah, excited about church? I know I am excited to worship God just to be together in community. So if you're joining us online or here in the room, we are so thankful uh, that we gather together and believe uh, that God can do some incredible things. Amen. I still believe that. And so I want to give you the title of my message today. Um, really, Tuesday morning, I wish you could have been in my living room because uh, God just began to speak to my heart, and I was listening to a worship song and actually had a text picked out. Um, we call this week a standalone message because we're starting a new series next week, but um, and so I had a text picked out, but on Tuesday morning, I felt like the Holy Spirit just started speaking to my heart, and uh, I could not type fast enough, okay? I couldn't type fast enough, And but uh, he, he showed me, guided me toward the text that we're going to read today. And uh, just just God's been blessing my heart through the text. And so I can't wait. I'm, I'm just praying. I know I can't do it as good as what God gave it to me, but I'm just going to try and do a little bit of justice here. But we're going to read, we're going to be in Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8 together. We're going to start in verse 40. Um, we're, if you want to jump there to look at that of what God is doing. But first, I'm going to give you the title. You guys ready? I still believe. I still still believe and so i want to pray ask god to speak to our hearts this morning and then we're going to read this story together so let's pray together Heavenly father we love you we praise you. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you for each and every soul that can hear the sound of my voice, God. I believe they are not listening uh, to this message or attending this service by mistake. I believe that you are divinely working in our lives and in our hearts to speak to us, to guide us, to direct us, to convict us in all of these different aspects, God, because you are holy and because you are God. And I just pray that we can open up our hearts, open up our minds. And I pray that you would direct us, God. I pray that if we walked into this place and we're carrying the heavy burdens of life and maybe we're going through a difficult time, God, but I just pray over the next few moments we can receive your word, God, because we know that your word is life and it is a lamp into our feet as we walk into this world that we're facing together. God, I pray that I will decrease so that you may increase. We ask all this in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. So Luke chapter 8, we're going to start here in verse 40. And to really give us a little bit of context for the story that we're going to read together, uh, Jesus is uh, rolling and doing incredible miracles. In fact, we see in the first part uh, where he begins to teach and he talks about the parable of the sower, which we actually talked about a few weeks ago. And then uh, Jesus sends his disciples, get this, he sends them out across the sea, basically sends them into a storm. But it's in that storm that they realize that Jesus has the the power and authority even over storms, right? And he walks out on water. And then we also see in Luke chapter 8 that he cast out uh, these demons out of a man who uh, people deemed gone and lost forever. And and then we get back where Jesus is now. He crosses uh, the sea. He casts the demon out. And then he's heading back into town now. And this is where our story picks up in Luke chapter 8 as he's walking back into town and a crowd is starting to gather because word is getting out of who jesus is and what he is doing and so here in luke chapter 8 verse 40 it says now when jesus returned the crowd welcomed him for they were all waiting for him and there came a man named jairus who was a ruler of the synagogue And falling at Jesus' feet, he implored him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter about 12 years of age, and she was dying. As Jesus went, people pressed around him. There was a woman who had discharge of blood for 12 years, and though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, Who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds are surrounding you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touch me, for I perceive that power has gone out from me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone from the ruler's house came and said, "Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher any more." But Jesus, on hearing this answer, hearing this, answered him, "Do not fear, only believe, and she will be well." And when he came to the house, he allowed no one to enter with him except Peter, John, and James, the father and mother of the child. And all were weeping and mourning for her. But he said, do not weep, for she is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But taking her by the hand, he called, child, arise. And her spirit returned, and she got up at once. And he And he directed that something should be given to her to eat. And her parents were amazed. But he charged them to tell no one what had happened. What a group of stories, right? Amen. It's almost a roller coaster of emotions where we have Jesus who just got done doing all of those miracles. And then the disciples who were following Jesus through all of this time who recorded this and Luke, the physician who is incredible with details, started scripting this out, writing this out of what God was doing. And this, that's how we're able to read that today. But Jesus comes across the sea performing those miracles and he comes and crowds are just gathered Gathered around him, they want to get close to Jesus right and then it says first there was this man Jairus who came and what did it say he was a religious leader in the synagogue right he was the one of the ones in charge he was over probably maybe a priest or a very strong leader in the temple and so he knew of God right he knew but Jesus claiming to be the Messiah was a big deal for him so for Jairus to come he was going against some of his Old Testament things because he believed that Jesus was the answered true messiah and we see how jairus comes and he comes to jesus and he and he and he asks he says my my daughter my daughter is dying. she's 12 years of age and then immediately as he's wrestling through that and can you imagine being jairus jairus finally got jesus attention and jesus agreed to come to her house right they turn and begin to head towards his house and then what does he do he stops because he, he feels that power has just gone from him, right? And here is Jairus. He's like, Jesus, th- this is an emergency. My daughter, right? You just agreed to come to my house. And now we're stopping to talk to this lady. I mean, come on, Jesus. Th- I'm thinking about Jairus, right? Like I'm, I'm low key, like stressing out. I'm like, Jesus, come on. We got to go now. But Jesus being Jesus, right? He stops. He says, wait a second. Some, somebody touched me. I love Peter's like, master, what are you talking about? There's a crowd, there's people everywhere. Everybody's touching you. He's like, no, but this person who touched me, power began to the power move from my body, and I, I need to know, I need to talk to her, right? And then it says it was a woman who had this discharge of bleeding for how long? Twelve years. And we see here uh, for 12 years, we see this in verse 43. It says she spent all her living on physicians. So she wasn't just sitting back going, this is it. No, she cashed in her life's savings, trying to get healed, trying to fix this. And I think about both of these people, Jairus, right, who's been wrestling with his daughter who has been sick and now on her deathbed. And then this woman who has been trying and spending all of her money, I'm sure, bringing family in and 12 long years trying to get this healed, trying to get this changed. And I just think about my life and I don't know about you, but there are seasons when it feels like we're in the waiting when it feels like we're, we're God, what, what do I, what's going on? Why are you not moving right now? And it just feels like God is on a different timetable than we are. I don't know if you've ever been there before. Or maybe you've been praying and asking God for something over and over and over again. And sometimes we are left to ask, God, are you, can you even hear me? Like, God, can, is there something wrong? Is there something going on, right? And we're left here like this woman in Jairus, left in the waiting. But you and I, what do we do in that waiting? Where, where what are we supposed to go? Where are we supposed to turn? What are we supposed to think? How are we supposed to act, right? Because we see this firsthand account of of two people who are waiting, not only waiting for 12 long years, right? But then some movement begins to happen, right? And then immediately she's turned to another timetable, right? Because you and I, we have to realize that Jesus functions off a different uh, timetable than we do. Not only timetable, but it's because God views life through the lens of eternity, and you and I, we, we, we are finite human beings. We, we almost can't help it, right? But we view life through our timetable. Okay, this is the beginning, and this is the end, right? And the dash, the famous, this is the dash, how we live it in the middle, right? And that's the way our minds work. And God has set up a time for us to be on this earth. And, and it's hard for us to see the whole big picture, right? But God sees the lens of eternity. He sees everything that has happened, right? He knows everything that has happened. He knows what is happening right now. And he knows what is going to happen in the future, right? He knows all the huge scope of it. And it leaves you and I to sit back and go, God, I can't see everything. I can't see everything that's happened in the past and all the lives of the people who are connected that you've been working in. I can't see exactly in the lives of everyone right now. And I especially can't see what's happening in the future, right? All I have is my one puzzle piece, right? All I have is my one puzzle piece, my life. I may be able to peek into your puzzle piece a little bit, right? And it's like we're trying to put those big pieces together of puzzles. And and I don't know about you, but I I like to look at the picture because it can be a little difficult, right, to try to put it together. But to see the whole picture makes a difference. But God sees the whole picture. And God is saying, I want you to remember that, especially in the waiting. You may not be able to see the whole picture. You just see your one puzzle piece, but I want you to trust me that I can see the whole thing and that even though you're in the season of waiting and more questions than answers and I'm not sure what's going on, but God, I'm going to trust you. God, I'm still believing that you're working all of this out for the good of those who love him, right? God, I still believe that I'm going to hold on to that truth because I understand that you view life differently than I do. That you can see more than I can see. And I wish I could tell you that um, that's uh, easier said than done, right? Because in those moments, I, I, I can't, honestly, I can't imagine where Jairus is right now. I mean, the turmoil and the heartache and the steel be going, God, let's go. What are you doing right? And here's what I want to say to you because in the in those seasons of questions, God already knows the questions on our hearts. And God we can bring those questions to God. Maybe you're even angry in those moments. Bring that cast your cares onto God, right? And that's the picture of cast. Of they used to throw heavy loads onto the donkeys, and the donkeys would carry those all the way up the mountain. The same way they would carry those heavy loads and heavy loads and throw them onto the donkey's back. You and I, we take the weight of life, the weight of questions, the weight of I don't know, the weight of God. This is not happening the way that I thought. My life is not happening as quickly quickly as I thought. I thought I'd be further along. I thought I'd be richer. I thought I'd have more kids. I thought I'd have this kind of spouse. All of these things, right? And we're just carrying that weight of expectations of going, God, why? God is going to cast all of those cares onto me. And then it says, because God loves us, he cares for us. He, we, you cast those onto him. Allow him to carry those and at the end of the day, it's an opportunity for you and I to, to lay those on the on the back of Jesus and say, God, you're going to have to carry this because I can. I may not fully understand everything that's going on. In fact, I'm kind of wrestling through the waiting and what this looks like. But God, I'm going to lay this on your back. And I believe I, I, you have to carry this, God. And that's an act of worship for you and I to bring those to the feet of Jesus and did you notice it said that the woman she has been ill for how long 12 years and then the daughter is how old 12. The Bible doesn't make mistakes, right? When we see things begin to line up, and even those those numbers that we see, and and all throughout the Bible, the number 12 is extremely significant, if you think about it. In the Old Testament, there were the 12 tribes of Israel, right? We see that Jacob had 12 sons, and they would go on to govern the Israelites and how they lived. And in fact, in the temple, if you read Leviticus, uh, God commanded the priest to bring 12 loaves of unleavened bread every single week to bring those into the temple right and then when jesus comes and establishes um, his new movement in the new testament right he picks how many disciples 12 disciples right and he says i want you to go and you're gonna you're gonna lead this movement i'm gonna invest in you 12 in fact i want to read you just just a few more here did you know the number 12 appears in 187 places in the Bible, we see the 12 tribes, the uh, uh, 12 disciples. Also, if you read Revelation 21, it talks about 12 gates made of pearl and 12 angels that guard those gates. You see that Solomon, when he started his reign, he selected 12 governors. And so there's significance in this number. And so what what is, what significant is that for us? And how does it play in for Luke chapter eight? Anytime we see the number 12, God is setting up his governance and he is showing his, his power and his authority, right? He's setting up his authority. He is saying, I am over all and in all, and this is how I want you to lead, right? And he's showing us that this, and then we see here that this woman has been ill for 12 years and the daughter's 12 and he's saying, And I'm doing this to direct you, to show you that all of my, all of the authority and power has been placed in Jesus. And he's saying in this moment, I want you to recognize the significance because Jesus has all power and all authority. And he's saying that everything rests in and through Jesus. And he's he's establishing this for you. And for I to go in the moments of waiting, we go back to going, OK, Jesus is in charge. OK, Jesus is still on the throne. OK, Jesus is still working. Jesus is still moving. And I can rest in the fact that he is and that he has all the power and that he has all authority because he goes back when he establishes this. What are the two? There's two key things that he tells each person, right? He tells Jairus and then he goes back and he tells the woman. And when he goes back to find this woman as she has made her way to Jesus, he goes back and he makes sure that he talks to her. Right. He makes sure that everybody in that crowd can hear what he says and makes sure the disciples can hear what he says so they can write it in the Bible. But he says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. What a beautiful greeting. I mean, this woman, if you think about the term, I still believe, I'm talking about 12 years of hurting, and then she hears that Jesus is coming, and her mindset is what? I still believe. I've been going through this. Nobody else can heal me, but if I can just get to Jesus, right, I'm going to work my way through the crowd. I'm not going to allow the crowd to stop me, but I'm moving my way, inching my way closer and closer to Jesus, and she finally... Finally reaches just the hem of his garment. And Jesus says immediately he feel felt power. Leave him. Can you imagine being the woman waiting 12 years, waiting for answers? And then all of a sudden healed because you just touched the garment. And then Jesus, he's like, who touched me? Somebody touched me, right? And she is terrified because I'm sure she's not even sure what's going on. Like, what just happened? I can't believe this. I'm completely healed. And then she recognizes, oh. He's talking about me. He's looking for me. And I love her posture. It says she comes trembling at the feet of Jesus in awe, fearful awe. I can't believe this just happened. And I'm sure a little bit terrified. Of, I'm, a, I'm a woman in this man culture. What are they going to do to me? Like, how, What's going to happen here? And Jesus being Jesus reaches down and says, look at me, daughter. And he uses that term daughter. Hey, I want you to understand I am a good father and I care for you. I want you to come to me with those moments and seasons of waiting because I care for you. And I'm going to stop the whole show. I'm stopping from going to Jairus's house in this extremely urgent moment because you need to know you are daughter. And maybe there's somebody here today or listening online and you're thinking and you're walking through. I I don't even know if God knows I exist. It sure doesn't feel like it. I'm in a season of waiting. Is God still there? Does he still care? And I am here to tell you for the love of our father. Father. He looks at you, he looks at me, and he says, I want to give you an opportunity to come into the family of God. He's saying, I love you so much that I sent my son Jesus to die on the cross for me, that when you place your faith in me, right, you place your faith in me, then you will be saved. And I look at you and I say, daughter, I look at you and I say, son, Welcome to the family of God. You and I, just like this woman, we have to bring our faith, right? We have to believe that who Jesus is, that he has all power and authority. And when we believe that, we come to the feet of Jesus. And Jesus says, my grace is enough. And we recognize we come trembling at the feet of Jesus and we go, God, I can't do this without you. I'm just a sinful person. I'm broken. I can't come, I can't heal myself. I can't fill this void in my heart myself. Uh, Jesus, can can you save me? Can you help me? And Jesus looks at you and says, "Son, daughter, bring me your faith, and I can save you." I can give you life. I can give you hope. I can speak into your life so that you know who you are in Christ. And that changes everything about us. It changes our identity. And then we can go into the waiting because it changes when we know who our father is, right? It changes our relationship with God. And I know I can go to the father at any point at any time, right? it's just a a quick story i I love my uh, we love the kids in our neighborhood and uh, a lot of times they come over and so we'll be hanging out on a saturday and all of a sudden the doorbell will ring right and it's like oh hey what's up buddy uh yeah uh yeah so and so yeah come on in they come in and they'll be playing for a little while and what i love is is that uh when they get super tired because their boys are like wwe and on the trampoline all that kind of stuff and playing they're getting sweaty and and then they come flying in the door right and my son and this other kid they'll come and they'll just walk in they'll open the fridge right and like "Mm, i need something i need a snack i need something to drink their friends in there too their little heads in the refrigerator too like they're like yeah y'all got anything good you got anything good right like and he uh, he doesn't live there that's not my kid like what do you like what's going on here right but because he knew my son right you and i Because we know Jesus and we've placed our faith in him, we come into the presence of God, not on our stance. We're going, oh, no, 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 it's Jesus. I've given everything. I've placed my faith in Jesus, right? You and I are the same. I've given and placed my faith in Jesus. I believe that he has all power, all authority. I trust him. I'm here with Jesus, right? And when God looks at you and looks at me, he looks through the lens of Jesus' blood on the cross, And he's saying, oh, son, daughter, keep coming to my presence. Keep coming to my presence. And then he says, I love this because he uses two terms. The first time he says, your faith has made you well. And then when Jairus comes, right, he uses a different term along the same lines. He says, do not fear, only believe, right? I love the difference because there's a difference between the two. One is a noun. One is a verb, right? One is a thing. One is an action, right? We see these two and that I can believe because of where I've placed my faith, right? Because I have faith in Jesus, because you and I, we can place our faith in other things, right? I can go, oh, my faith is in my money, but if it's wiped out, now, ah, what's going to happen, right? Because my, if my faith is in it and then it's wiped out, it's taking my security away. It's taking all those things. But my faith was in that. I can place my faith in my job. But if it's taken away right? Is it all of a sudden, now I'm on shaky ground, or I could place my faith in other things, but when our faith is placed in the one who is overall, in all, and through all, amen, right? Like, that is on sturdy ground. That is a foundation that we can build our life on that is unshakable name of Jesus Christ, and when we place our faith in him, you and I can declare, I believe in Jesus, right? Because I've placed my faith in him, and I love that the word belief is an action. Because if I truly believe, then what? My action follows that, right? My actions begin to change. If I truly repent and turn to God and say, I believe in Jesus, I believe in the infallible word of God, then my actions begin to change. If I were to tell one of my kids something, right? And they say, okay, yeah, I believe you, dad. And they turn around and do the exact opposite. I'm like, wait, There's a miscommunication here, right? Like something's something's a little off. Like you really don't believe me. Don't go to that particular part, right? Like all of a sudden it changes. Same with you and I with God. When we say, you know what? I believe in God. Our actions begin to follow because it's it's that action piece of I've placed my faith in Christ. And now I'm believing and my belief drives me to action. What I believe about God drives me my action because i'm truly placing my faith in him and through him and i love this do not fear because we've placed our faith in the right place and i got a couple things and we're getting ready to close here but in verse 51 it says that jesus he he heals the woman he calls out our daughter says your faith has made you well then they turn and they go to they get ready to go to jairus's house and then one of jairus's friends comes up and says hey don't bother the teacher anymore. Your daughter's passed away. Don't, don't, it, it's too late. And Jesus turns and he says, do not fear, only believe right do not fear don't place your faith in that place your faith in me and they turn and they go to the house and then we see this exchange happen that's a little uneasy and honestly kind of strange right jesus walks in and goes oh she's not dead she's only sleeping and people begin to laugh like who is this man who can who can uh, so insensitive walk in here and declare that right now why would you do that right and jesus turns around and he goes okay i want peter Peter, John, James, I want you to come with me. And the parents, I want you to come with me. And this is big for you and I, right? Because it says, Your faith has made you well. Who we surround ourselves with matters, right? The community that we live in, who is influencing us matters, right? He's saying, look, Peter, James, and John, I want you to come in, okay? We're believing in faith that I can do something. Parents, you come in, and we're going to pray together. We're believing in faith. Everybody else who's laughing, y'all wait outside, right? Like, you, if you don't believe me, wait outside, right? Like, this is the the place where faith is held, right? We are going to believe. We're going to step into this because this is important. You and I, that's why we need small group. That's why we need church. We need a, a group of believers to come around." Us because there are seasons of waiting when the world is going why do you still believe in that God he hasn't even done anything look at your life look at how much you're hurting look at all the everything that has happened right how can you still believe in God right but then you come to church and we sing songs like Jesus is my cornerstone. My circumstances don't determine the joy that I have. In fact, my joy comes from the Lord. My peace comes from the Lord. My faith is not in that, but my faith is in Jesus. And it is unshakable. Amen. And we see this truth begin to play out because who's in our circle matters. And Jesus walks in. And he takes the daughter by the hand just like that. He says, stand up. And it says that life was breathed back into her body and she stood up and God began to do some incredible things. And not every story plays out that way. But you and I, we still have an opportunity to declare. I still believe in a powerful story in the Old Testament. I remember reading this years ago, and, and this verse stuck out to me. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they stood up and said, well, no, we're not going to worship your God. Do, do what come, come what may, right? You're going to throw us in the fiery furnace? Okay, right? And then they give this iconic line that is so important for you and I. They say, I, my God can. Heal me. My God can deliver me from this. But even if he doesn't, we will still believe, right? I still believe. And we see this principle. We see this truth. And then here in John chapter 20, and then the worship team is going to come up. We're going to sing together. uh, uh, John writes this, and, and this is beautiful here in verse 30. Everybody still okay? It says, now Jesus did many other signs. In the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, that by believing you may have life in his name. This is a beautiful picture. We hear stories like we just heard today, and we say, you know what? Jesus, I still believe in you. My belief is not determined by my circumstance. I could be in the the valley. I could be in the dark, but yet I still believe. I could be on the mountaintop, but guess what? I still believe. I could feel like I'm in a season of waiting, but I still believe because my belief is on the powerful and the full authority name of Jesus Christ not my circumstance not the earthly perspective but I know my Jesus loves me I know that he's there for me and on my very worst day I will stand before him in heaven because I still believe my prayer for you my, my prayer for us is that no matter what season we're in We can still declare, you know what, I still believe. God, it may not look like it. I'm not sure what's going on, but I still believe. I know the doctor just told me this, God, but I still believe. I I know my kid has has gone off and is doing all of this, God, but I still believe, right? I'm believing because it's not based off the circumstance, but it's based off of who Jesus is. And so many times my eyes can get distracted, right? And I need to turn back and go, no, I still believe Jesus. We need to have the faith of this woman who's going, no, the crowd's not going to stop me. I'm going to make my way. If I got to crawl, I'm going to crawl. If I got to slowly walk, then I'm going to slowly walk. But I am going to get to Jesus. I'm going to get in his presence. I'm going to pray. I'm going to praise because I still believe. And I, my prayer is that's our declaration. That's what we're standing on is the belief of who Jesus is. And we can declare that. And you want an incredible evangelism strategy? It's when you and I walk through the fire. And we go, you know what? I still believe. I still believe. And watch God begin to do a mighty work in us and through us. And sometimes we just have to say, God, I can only see this piece, And I don't fully understand. But I still believe in you, Jesus. I still believe you're going to work in this situation. I I may not know until I get to heaven, but God, I still believe. I still trust you. I'm still going to get to you as much as I can. And I love this song, we're Getting Ready to Sing. And so I love how the Holy Spirit speaks to Jacob and he, he picks these songs and they flow right into this because this is a song we've been singing and it talks about it. We could be on the mountaintop or in the valley. But we will still declare the goodness of God, the greatness of God. And so I'd ask you this let's stand together. We're going to worship together. We're going to declare this today as a church, as a church family. And just remember that when God looks at us, he says, My son, my daughter, right? And we can declare together, I still believe. Thank you for tuning in to the Bridge Church Podcast. If you would like to find out more information about our church, simply visit our website at thebridgebluffton.com. Have a blessed day.